This show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls and call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, is that not the truth? Uh, what? It does not matter who the host is. Today's Monday, March the 1st of 2021, day number 60 of the year. Wow. Where the hell has the time gone? Uh, in only 305 days remaining as we go through the sequence of things. Anyways, we are broadcasting live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida, coming across the multiverse of Safety FM. Oh, yes, the multiverse of Safety FM, as we do call it around here. That's the streamer. That's the app. That is the radio station. That is everywhere that you would want and maybe not even want to see us. So there you go. That's what we have going on first thing in this morning. And, of course, we are also hanging out with our sister station and our friends at, well, you know. You know how it goes. Always streaming. Radio so there you go. We're also hanging out on RadioBig.fm. So you got some options as we do the things and the sequences as we are talking this morning. So here you go. If you're not familiar with the show, this is what ends up taking place. We come in. We hang out. We do the things that we do. We talk about some things going on inside of the world of news. And then we kind of go over and hang out on RadioBig.fm come the top of the hour. So just so you know. And then the other portion that we do as well. We have some professional broadcasters come in, talk about what is going on inside of the world of the news, and then we ask, we'll turn around, and then I will give you my news stories, my news stories of what I think might be important to whatever the hell you want to talk about. Sometimes it's important to talk about. Sometimes it's not important to talk about. But here's the thing. As we go through it, remember, this is your show, so you get to do whatever you want. You bop into the box. Good morning, Jim. Uh, you can do whatever you want. Talk about whatever you want. We try to actually make the direction of the show go where you want it to go, because that's always the important part. So let's talk about the trends of what we had seen over the week, over the weekend in particular, as we're talking about some of the hashtags and the trending that was going on across the sequence of events. So here we go. Trending over the weekend was Pokemon. Pokemon Day was trending on Twitter on Saturday as Pokemon Day marks as a popular franchise birthday and 25th year since the release of the red and green Pokemon. Yeah, there you go. 25 years. Uh, Canada Dry landed on the top 10 trending tweets on Saturday as users voted to their favorite ginger ale. <laughs> Canada Dry appeared to be the favorite, beating out, well, Shelves and Seagrams. So there you go. Favorite ginger ale? I didn't even know that was a thing. I thought that was just something you did when you were sick. Also, social social media users wish Chelsea Clinton a happy birthday on Saturday. The former first daughter turned 41. Oh, my God. Where's the good times gone? And her mom, Hillary, tweeted, happy birthday at Chelsea Clinton. Um, you've always had a lot of opinions, and I am so proud of how you have used your voice. Uh, so there you go. So there's some other things. 
that are available as well. Another thing that we're hashtagging was why men never listen in four words. What's trending on Sunday, <laughs> tweets included that we are easily distracted. Sorry, what was that? Think they're superior, busy watching sports, too busy fixing stuff, and I have no idea. So there you go. <laughs> that was some of the stuff that was trending Uh According to the multiverse. So there you go. Uh, Twitter users also shared their tips to get out of a ticket over the weekend. Examples be as cute as possible. Um, hangover, <laughs> hangover at a jail. What? Hand over a jail, get out a free card, hope that the officer has a sense of humor. Tell the officers that you um are there to so he or she lives. Blame it on the dog. Be a boss. Bat your eyes. Uh, make sure that you pretend that it's whip them out Wednesdays. Uh, probably not a good sequence there. Uh, buy your own police car. I guess that's some options. And then another thing that was trending, of course, was the Dark Knight was trending on social media as users discussed their favorite superhero film and favorite included Man of Steel. Uh, Watchmen, which I don't even know how anybody could like like that movie unless you're into the blue guy. Just saying, just saying out there. Uh, and then Logan was another man, and then Spider-Man 2 was another one that was making the sequence of events there. So there you go. Now you know what was trending. Uh, but you're here to talk about what is the trend, what is inside of the news, and exactly what else is going on inside of the world. So let's get you started with some feature story news. We'll get that rolling and bowling for you right away here, and then we'll get to hang out do some other things inside of the multiverse. Here is the news on the Rising Bar Safety Show. From Feature Story News in Washington, I'm Nick Harper. Donald Trump has told a high-profile gathering of Republicans that he will not start a new political party. The former president was giving his first major address since leaving the White House at the Conservative Political Action Conference in Florida. It comes as the Republican Party weighs up its future after losing the White House to Joe Biden. You know, they kept saying, he's going to start a brand new party. We have the Republican Party. It's going to unite and be stronger than ever before. I am not starting a new party. That was fake news. Fake news, no. Wouldn't that be brilliant? Let's start a new party and let's divide our vote so that you can never win. No, we're not interested in that. Mr. Trump also suggested he may take on Democrats again and make another run for the White House in 2024. Who knows? I may even decide to beat them for a third time, okay? The United States says it's preparing additional actions against Myanmar's military following a violent crackdown on protesters that led to 18 deaths. U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan condemned the violence in a statement saying that the U.S. was alarmed at the escalation of the ongoing crackdown on pro-democracy protesters. It's a month since the military removed the elected government in a coup. Footage on social media showed injured people lying on the streets while others ran from the police as shots were fired. James Rodehaver is chief of the Myanmar team for the UN's Office of the High Commissioner for Human Rights, and he says that it appears to have been a coordinated crackdown. You had a, a, a string of violent episodes across the country, uh, from Yangon to Mandalay to Michina, uh, Miek, uh, you know, a number of, of smaller cities and towns, where the police suddenly all were using live ammunition. Uh, so that appears to be you know, a coordinated action uh, or might be reflective of a change in orders or approach to the protests. 
they also use things like uh, flashbang grenades, stun grenades, uh, and of course, continued use of things like tear gas. Iran's foreign ministry has ruled out a meeting with the United States and Europe to try and revive the nuclear agreement. The informal meeting would potentially pave the way for a return to negotiations and a possible restart of the 2015 deal. Tehran, though, says talks are not possible while U.S. sanctions against the country remain in place. The Trump administration pulled out of the nuclear agreement in 2018 and reimposed unilateral economic sanctions. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. I get out my mat and I'm doing a downward dog and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. I do not love him. Hamilton the Pug, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States and the Ad Council. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. So you see, son, good manners are important. Should I go through it again? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open, don't speak with your mouth full, keep your elbows off the table. Share your things, play nice, and generally treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But two minutes twice a day, making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Jay Allen in the morning on Radio Oh, yeah, so you know, there you go, a lot of information. By the way, I will tell you that that CPAC thing that was actually taking place was not too far from where I live. I'm going to be honest here. Uh, I want to say I could have probably been there within like 20 minutes or so, give or take, depending on how you want to take a look at it. The entrance, of course, for the uh, for the event, if you were so inclined to come out and hang out and go to the CPAC there at the Hyatt Regency down on International Drive. Um I think it was the, if you won the platinum ticket, it was only fifteen thousand dollars to get in. So there you go. Um, there you go. So fifteen grand to get in. A lot. I mean, but there was a lot of action over the weekend. Not that I went and hung out or did anything even close or remotely close to that general area. Just kind of giving some information uh, of exactly what was going on inside of that set of the world. So there you go. 
A lot of info, a lot of stuff to talk about as we do. And we're always kind of going through the sequence of events of some of the different things of inside of the world here. So let's start talking about what we're going to care about. Number one, I'm going to tell you, I thought I was going to have a pretty big announcement today of some things that were actually supposed to be happening this week. But it looks like those things will be slightly delayed. Um, so hopefully I will get you some information of, of something new coming our direction um, here on Safety FM that we can talk about here in the very very near future i'm hoping that we could have something out to you maybe today <laughs> maybe today uh just in regards to what's going on there uh some new info some new things happening uh, around in this neck of the woods you know it'll be very informative very uh controversial type of thing you know the, the kind of stuff we normally like to do around here uh so there you go so i have been told recently that i have been screwing up majorly Go figure. Uh, But I have been missing out on giving you the motivation minute here on radio, not on the radio big side, but on the side of the equation when you come and hang out here on Rated R Safety Show. So for I will not mess up, let's do that right now. That way you have it and then we can come back. So take a listen to John Smalls and the motivation minute um, right now here on the Rated R Safety Show. The Motivation Minute is courtesy of BetterCreditCards.com. There's a great anonymous quote that says, The ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. This quote was the basis of an amazing marketing campaign for Apple. It's even attributed to Steve Jobs in many places. But this quote has been around longer than the famous ad campaign. I love the campaign, by the way, probably because I am one of the dreamers they talked about. I've met people who complain that there's nothing to do in this town. And I've met people who do something to change that. And they put time and effort into making a difference. The second group of people, they've impressed me much more than the first group. They were crazy enough to think they could change their corner of the world. So they went ahead and did it. This has been today's Motivation Minute, courtesy of BetterCreditCards.com. I'm John Small. Thanks for listening. Your favorite motivational quotes can be submitted for upcoming programs at motivationminute.org. So there you go. That's John Smalls. He does hang out in the afternoon here on radiobig.fm. Uh, so he, I mean, he does all kinds of stuff like that. So anyways, let's start talking about the news and let's start talking about one of my favorite places, Florida, Florida, Florida. So let's go through it. Let's go through it real quick. A 12-year-old girl was arrested after allegedly bringing a stun gun to school and selling them to her classmates. And the middle, the, the middle schooler was charged with possession of a weapon on school property after her teacher busted her with the devices on Friday in the Tampa Bay Times report. Uh, the preteen confessed to buying five stun guns online with the intentions of selling them back to her, her to other kids. According to the resource officers, she sold three guns on Thursday. The, the girl has been taken to juvenile detention. I shouldn't chuckle at that, but holy crap. I mean, entrepreneur spirit, but I don't know, you know, going about selling stun guns is probably the best idea in regards of doing some of that stuff. But hey, that's where we're at currently. So that's why we have to talk about it. But what do you think? I mean, what do you think about the whole equation? Because it is something interesting. That's for sure. Um, as it is brought up and we are talking about it here. Uh, so let's continue talking some other things going on inside of the sequence of events up 
Unsurprising to no one, incidents of domestic violence increased during the coronavirus lockdown, according to a report released on the National Commission on COVID-19 and Criminal Justice. Incidents of domestic violence increased by 8.1% in the U.S. after the lockdown orders were issued. Experts believe that the actual percentage is much higher as more incidents were likely happening behind closed doors and going unreported, especially as so many are separated from friends and families. The report states that the problem was exacerbated by the increase of unemployment, money issues, or alcohol abuse, among other stressors ignited by the pandemic. So here's my question, of course. If you are having struggles with money, how does all of a sudden the alcohol aspect play a factor into it? I mean, that would be something to think about right away, as I do mention it. So what do you think about that? So did you see or hear about people having more issues related to alcoholism when it came to the whole thing? I mean, we've been talking about it over the last few bit, last little bit over the last few days. When you say few days and little bit combined together, it just sounds like something terrible. But when you start thinking about it, How does that actually work? If money's tight, is alcohol or drugs really the go-to? And I don't understand it, so that's why I have to have the conversation from time to time because that's the other thing to think about. A lot of stuff happens when we start talking about this, but if we don't have a better understanding, it's difficult to say. Now, the other side, of course, is that the domestic violence has gone up, which is not a good thing at all. So we do have to bring that up and talk about it just a hair as we do. So there you go. A lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of stuff to take an inkling and a look at and so on. Anyways, it is 17 minutes past the top of the hour as we are hanging out here and talking about what is exactly going on. Anyways, let's talk about it. Dr. Seuss is too controversial for the Virginia's latest (laughs) largest school district, which has decided to cancel, cancel the beloved children's author. Loudhead County Public Schools claims that Dr. Seuss books contains racial undertones and therefore they will not be celebrating his birthday on March the 2nd, which is tomorrow, which is also Red Cross America Day. Learning for Justice, a liberal education advocacy group, which is reportedly behind the campaign to cancel Seuss, says the books are covered with orientalism and anti-blackness and white supremacy. This is not the first time the author has come under fire from former from former First Lady Melania Trump fired back at the Massachusetts Elementary School librarian in 2017 who claimed that the illustrations in Dr. Seuss's books were examples of racist propaganda. So what do you think there? What do you think as it comes to that whole equation of stuff? I mean, that's the other portion there is that a lot of the stuff that we talk about now is how do you take a look at some of these things? Now, keep in mind, what do you think about these Dr. Seuss books have been around for a long period of time? And do you feel or do you think that there's racial undertones when it comes to the whole thing? That's something that we have to talk about because it is coming up in conversation. And the thing is that you can't stop having, I mean, you guess you can, but you shouldn't stop having these conversations of exactly what is going on, opposed to just kind of just sitting there going, okay, these are the things that are happening and there's nothing that should be spoken about. Just the way that it is. Anyway, so there you go. That's what's going on in Virginia. So let's continue talking. The FDA approved Johnson & Johnson's single-dose 
COVID-19 vaccine on Saturday and could begin shipping up to 4 million doses as soon as today with another 16 million by the end of March. The single dose is found to be 85% effective against the most severe cases of COVID, according to the massive study. The same study showed that 100% efficiency against hospitalizations and deaths in the New York Times, according to reports. So what do you think here? Because this is the thing. I have some friends now that have actually received the vaccine, and they have told me brand specific on what they have received. So, you know, I joke around and I talk about it, and I say, you know, if you got the Pfizer one, well, the Pfizer one normally, I thought it only came in a blue pill format, but that's a joke, of course. But if you have an option now where you can sit there and go, okay, I want to take the vaccine, but the vaccine option that I have, what are you going to give me? Do you think they're going to limit it down to one dose or two doses, or are they going to tell you brand specific? I have, I can tell you that the people that I have interacted with that have told me that they have received the vaccine so far, they can tell me brand specific on what they received. So I don't know if that's marketing at its finest or if it's just kind of one of those weird convos as we start thinking about this whole thing. Because think about it for just a brief moment. Can you tell me of any other thing that you have taken medicine-wise that you know brand-specific that's not a pill? No, seriously, that's the that's the thing. Because, I mean, I'm almost saying, you know, if I was to go down and say, hey, I'm going to go get the vaccine, and I turn around, am I going to go, I want the Johnson & Johnson one, because I know it's a it's a one Because that's the only one currently that's out there. So you have the... the AstraZeneca and then you have the Pfizer and then, you know, all that kind of stuff. I know that Moderna was the other one that was making the the scene as well, but that's the thing. What do you do? And how do you feel yet about the vaccine? Because that seems to be another subject of conversation that comes up from time to time of I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to. I'm going to. I'm not going to. And I will tell you, as I have conversations across the board with a lot of people about this thing, it seems and it seems it, it it varies a lot depending on political party. Now, I will tell you, I was talking to someone recently that had a lot of influence in my life. <laughs> um, and they're within the age demo of being able to be vaccinated. They're in an area that it is being recommended as well because of everything going on in that particular state to get the vaccine. And they turned around and told me, no go. And they're very, very Republican. And that was probably one of the main reasons that they actually referenced it, which I thought was weird. I don't know. I mean, so I don't know where to stand when it comes to those things. And I know that when you start talking about that, it can become controversial right away as you do it. So think about it in that fashion. Anyways, let's continue talking about the pandemic and coronavirus. The coronavirus pandemic kept American drivers off the road in 2020. Last year, around uh, around the country accumulated about 2.1 or excuse me, 2.83 trillion total miles. The fewest since 2001, according to the Department of Transportation. Road travel fell about 28.1 billion 
vehicle miles in December of 2020 compared to the same month in 2019, according to... Both outlets attribute the decline in remote working, schools closures, and collapse of the travel and tourism industries, according to the traveling that can be seen, according to family members. So there you go. There you go. That's what's going on inside of that neck of the woods. So as you hear that, what comes to mind? Did you travel at all last year? Did you do anything that was worth your while or anything that was a lot of road heavy stuff. I will tell you, I know of a lot of people that hung out in RVs last year uh, that actually they said we did road trips, but they were limited road trips. So I don't understand the point there. They made it sound more along the lines where they would get into their vehicle, drive down the road, go to a different state and just kind of do like the stopping. But you couldn't really go to a lot of federal parks, at, the, at least at the beginning of stuff and then state parks were available but here's the here's the here's the gimme here's the gimmick when you start thinking about it when it came to the parks aspect of a lot of that stuff you couldn't actually go to the bathroom inside of the park because the bathroom park was still closed and you know i don't know if you've ever hung out in an rv for a long period of time but there's some rules there's some guidelines on things that you cannot do inside of an exact of an rv i mean at least if you're trying to remain friendly inside there What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, so let's talk about it. A California man has been arrested and charged with multiple counts after allegedly trying to drown his wife before attempting to bury her alive in the sand at Colorado Beach in San Diego. Jose Luis Mares the third, 23, was arrested last week and charged with attempted murder, assault causing great bodily injury, domestic violence, and false imprisonment and parole violation, according to authorities. The couple got into an argument on the beach, which when the suspect began attacking his wife, attempting to throw her into the ocean and bury her in a hole in the sand. A police source told People Magazine the woman managed to escape and alert a passerby to call 911. The unidentified victim was taken into San Diego Trauma Center and Mares was booked in the San Diego Central Jail and is being held without bail. Holy crap. I mean, kind of argument that you get into that you're going to try to drown your spouse and then turn around and go, hey, at the same time, too, let's bury her alive. Streams so crisp that you can feel the sarcasm in your ear holes. Radio Big. Okay, a Virginia man was arrested twice in less than nine hours for the same set of charges. Travis Barker, sorry, Travis Baker, sorry about that, 38, was first busted just before midnight last Tuesday after allegedly sideswiping another car in in Stanford County. Officers found the controlled substance in his pockets during the arrest. He was charged with DUI possession of a controlled substance and driving on a suspended license. He was released on bond by 7.15 a.m. Around 8.45 a.m., Barker allegedly crashed into a box truck and into some trees. He was arrested after a responding officer administered a field sobriety test, according to which he which he bombed. I don't know if that's really a good choice of words there. Uh, bombed again. A controlled substance was found inside of the vehicle. He was hit with the same three charges as well as reckless driving. This time he was held without bond. So let me ask a strange question. If you're in the pokey, 
because that's the thing. If you're in the pokey and all of a sudden they said that you're having some issues with some gimmicks that you have going on and they let you go, shouldn't they inspect the car they arrested you in? I mean, I'm just saying. You would have thought you would have found it the first time around. Nothing against the police officers here. I'm just saying you would have thought, you know, don't let the guy until uh, out until he kind of uh, sobers up just a tad. I'm just saying, hey, there's some ideas to think about for sure as we are talking. Anyways, let's continue talking a little bit. Uh, rioters vandalized several buildings in downtown Portland, Oregon on Saturday night. In one of the largest protests in weeks, around 150 people marched in what they called a direct action event, breaking windows of numerous businesses and tagging them with graffiti. Many store owners boarded up the windows in anticipation of the planned protest. The group protest is of the Biden administration immigration policy and the Immigration and Customs Enforcement. According to Portland authorities, officers made what did they make? <laughs> They've made two arrests during the chaos, but more arrests are likely coming. Hold on. Hold on. So you arrest post? Okay. Anyway, let's continue. Uh, so the city of Minneapolis will pay six social media influencers to help disseminate the city approved, <laughs> disseminate city approved messaging throughout the upcoming trial of Derek Shavin and the ex-cop who was charged in George Floyd's death. The, the Minneapolis City Council voted Friday to approve a $1 million communication and de-escalation plan with, that involved partnering with community leaders, local media, and social media influencers doing Shavin's trial. The effort is meant to dispel misinformation to avoid the unrest sparked by Floyd's death last year. Local activists are criticizing the move, arguing that the city is trying to buy the narrative surrounding the trials. What do you think there? A lot of interesting stuff when it comes to that information. So we have to talk about it and definitely mention it. So what social media influencers do you think will actually be out there? And talking about this, because I think that that's going to be a huge subject of conversation as it does come about. I mean, just think about it. Think about the reference pieces and the effort that will be made during this time of people talking about this subject matter, because that's the that's the whole thing. Is it really buying to spin the narrative? That's a matter of opinion from public opinion. But you already know that. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. So let's talk about this real quick, and then we'll jump in and jump out just for the reference piece. The location of the iconic Windows XP's default desktop wallpaper of a sloped green hills beneath the bright blue skies has been on Earth. Or, sorry, on Earth has been on Earth. The editor, the editor, take a listen to this one. The editor-in-chief of SFGate recently set up to find the location of the computer background and discovered it across the street of an alpaca farm on Highway 12 in Sonoma, California. The photos were taken in January of 1966 by Charles O'Rear. What a name. Uh, who was driving to see how his, to see his now wife. He uploaded the photos to a stock photo agency and paid six figure sum for the rights for them to for Microsoft to use it. 
Interesting. O'Rear told the Associated Braces that despite his legacy behind the tie to Microsoft, he is hooked on Apple. Well, there you go. You know, they paid me the most amount of money, but I'm hooked on Apple. Hey, don't worry about it. I know exactly the general feeling when it comes to that. Uh, he set us all up in regards to how we do the thing that we do. Um, but we just said, decided to say F off. Ouch. Ouch. More sarcasm than a Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R Safety Show. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's talk about it because you know today is that lovely day of the week where everybody starts complaining. Oh, do you have a case of the Mondays? The Mondays? Do you have a case of a Monday? Is it good for a Monday? Is it good for a Monday? Maybe that's part of the talk of what we need to talk about today. So, you know, a lot of people, they go through the weekend and, you know, on Sunday, it's a lot of the complaint of, oh my God, tomorrow's Monday. And, you know, it's the worst day of the of the week because they have to go back to work. Or you have the people that, you know, they live for the week to get to Friday. Oh, it's Friday because, you know, that that's something encouraging there. It's Friday. It's it's this thing. It's this thing that I'm so excited for the weekend. Well, I guess you could be excited for the weekend if you got nada, if you got nada work wise that you have to do. So that's one way to look at it. But let's talk about this. Why is it that certain things are not good for a Monday? So let's talk real quick. I will tell you, if you take a look at most knowledgeable marketers, they know not to market to you on a Monday because it's not a good day because you're trying to play catch up. They know also that Tuesday around 10 o'clock in the morning, yeah, that's there you go. That's some insider secret trading there. Um, Around 10 o'clock in the morning is the best time to actually try to market to you because they will get your attention a little bit better. There you go. You can thank me later. So that's what you see. Now, the other portion is I have interacted with organizations where they have told me no trainings on Monday. We normally do it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So you have the sacred cows, per se, where it's the Monday and the Friday. Friday, everybody's getting excited for the weekend. So they're getting excited for the weekend. But then on Monday, don't do much because we're trying to play catch up for over the weekend. Okay, cool. Whatever. It's your gig. Let it run however you want. But here's the thing. Why is it that serious conversations normally don't take place on a Monday? And, I, and what I'm talking about here is when it comes to safety-related stuff. Why is it that we always want to push it back towards the, the three other days, the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and not have the conversation on a Monday? Why is it that we want to hold back and not do the important things that need to be done? It's the catch-up of what's coming about. So why is it that Mondays can't be the day of actually doing some We'll call, I'm not going to call it real work because that sounds kind of asshole-ish as when you would say that. But Is it good for a Monday? Is it good for a Monday to have the serious conversation on how to proceed forward? Is it good for a Monday to be able to do the things that are important to you? Is it good for a Monday to do a lot of the things that need to happen to change? And, you know, we talk about change all the time on this show. And we talk about doing some things that are out of the ordinary and all that kind of fun stuff. So... I was thinking about this, and we are on March the 1st, so 60 days in, give or take, 
Did you have a New Year's resolution (laughs) or revolution at this point? Did you have a New Year's resolution? How's it going for you? Are you still doing it? I'm just asking. So, because we can't do certain things and we opt not to do certain things, how about we do this? So, we'll take March the 1st, which is a Monday, today. And how about we look at it this way? How about today? We look at removing negative people out of our life. Oh, little twist there. How about we actually look at it and go, how about we commit to what our goals are? And, you know, commit 100% to what your goal is. That be a change of career. That be a changing the way that the environment is inside of your work organization What if you commit to that today with it even being a Monday? What if you decide with this commitment, even as good or as bad or as indifferent as things go, you remain humble? So here we go. Remove negative people from your life. Stay committed to your goal and stay humble. Now, let's work on you a little bit. Same thing goes for me. How about you learn from your mistakes? And that's a rough one. That's some people have a hard time with that. You have to learn from the things where you erred, erred in life. And I know it's a hard pill, but that's what we need to do. And then keep building relevant skills that are important. Now, I can take this and twist this as ever, however I want. Safety, career, changes, grand scale stuff. And then reinvent yourself. Seriously. And what do I mean by reinventing yourself? I'm not saying, hey, go out there and, you know, change exactly everything inside of your life or anything. But what I'm saying is reinvent yourself. Take a look at what is going on. So if you took this on a Monday, you know, because you're not supposed to do anything on a Monday. And you said, let's remove negative people. Let's commit 100% to what our goals are. Let's stay humble. Let's learn from our mistakes. Let's keep building relevant skills and reinvent ourselves. Could you do that on a Monday? And let's get real here. This applies to a lot of things, and we can take this and apply it to our organization. We can place this into personal goals. But I have to tell you what I have learned over the years more and more, and you hear this, and it sounds like such jargon stuff when people say it about removing negative people out of your life. I didn't get it. Like, I really didn't get it for a long period of time. And then I got it. It's boundaries. Now, I'm going to tell you, you're probably going to have some people in your life that might be related to you that are jackasses. It's just kind of the way that it goes. We don't pick our family. They just kind of come as a package deal. But sometimes you have to set boundaries. Sometimes you have to put things in place that people don't admire, don't love. 
But I will tell you, as I have set boundaries in my life and I have actually removed people that I thought were not helping me to get to the places that I wanted to, life has been better. Because if I go based on what people have told me, I should never be doing what I'm doing right now. And I'm sure to an extent, as you take a listen to this, you shouldn't be doing it either. You shouldn't be doing what your goal is. You're never going to be successful at that. Get them out. Get them out. You determine what you want to hear. You determine the books you want to read. You determine the podcast you want to listen to. You determine the friends that you want to hang out with. You determine the radio shows you want to listen to. You determine the content that you listen to, that you acquire, the classes you want to learn, the way that your environment works. Yes, you can change the way that you want to do things, even on a Monday. It is good for a Monday. You can change it for whatever you want. And listen, I don't want to be here and be like, oh, it's hype machine Monday. No, this is stuff that you need to do this more and more. I mean, just think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. You can do all of these things. There's so many things that you can do, and you do not have to restrict them to the day of the week that it is. My Friday is not better than my Monday. My Tuesday is not better than any other day of the week. It's how you determine to make those things. So let's go through them one more time. Here's the six. Remove negative people from your life. Commit 100% to your goal. Stay humble. Learn from your mistakes. Keep building relevant skills and reinvent yourself. Become the person you want to be. Everything inside of this journey is a lesson that we've learned on the way. That is for sure. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the home of real safety talk. You are listening to Safety FM. We'll be right back. Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. I get out my mat and I'm doing a downward dog and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. I do not love him. Hamilton the Pug, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. So you see, son, good manners are important. Should I go through it again? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open, don't speak with your mouth full, keep your elbows off the table. Share your things, play nice, and generally treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. 
I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Okay, there you go. There's Lola R with You're the Only One. This is available on Spotify and iTunes. I don't know. I have to tell you, I like these grooves first thing in the morning. Oh, if, did I lose focus? I think I lost focus. Okay, there you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, so take a listen as you, if you get a chance. That is You're the Only One. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And by the way, I wasn't ignoring the people inside of the box. The problem is, is that when I kind of get into it, I tend to lose count. So there you go. Jim Pozel, safety delayed is safety denied. Uh, Richard Nichols, is that why you don't write anymore is what he was trying to say. No, I write you all the time. You just ignore me like the plague. Uh, and then awesome message, brother. Got to go. Jorge Torres. And then thanks, Doc. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I mean, let's just be realistic. I'm not telling you anything that you don't know. Because all this stuff, you know, this is stuff that we need to talk about because we tend to forget the basics of how we actually set up our days. Our days are determined on the way that we set them up as we move forward. It's just reality. It's just the reality of the sequence of events on how we do things all together. I mean, let's just be realistic. The days that are important to you are the days that you actually put forward and say, okay, this is important. This is how I'm going to do it. This is how I'm going to move and groove and all that kind of fun stuff. Just look at it into that particular fashion as we do start talking about it. Anyways, let's get into some more information. 46 minutes past the top of the hour. You are hanging out with me here on RadioBig.fm or on Safety FM. This is the Rated R Safety Show, just in case if you're not familiar with where you're hanging out at. Anyways, tired of teleconferencing? Well, another Monday, another Zoom meeting. All the go figure are you are you a victim of zoom fatigue that's a term given to the phenomenon that has many teleconferencers have noticed it leaves them feeling wiped out wipe out you know i would play wipe out if we're on the radio station but we can't do that right now because we're on the streamer as well so there you go according to researchers at the university of california the problem could be a could be the very design of the video conferencing apps Technology like Zoom places physical restraints on user requires cognitive labor and forces everyone to stare at each other. Yeah, forces everyone to stare at each other. Uh, the cumulative effect of all these factors are exhausting. That's right. We are not used to staring at people's faces for so such a long period of time, much less faces of several people at once. Think about it. Think about it for a moment. 
when teleconferencing also sends and receives some physical cues at normal settings, which can also be tiring. Yet there were physical restraints from moved around, unlike physical meetings that were might be take place that didn't like at the water cooler. You know, the stuff that we discuss daily here. Uh, so that's one. And then the other portion that you have to think about, and as we go through it, think about it this way. There's also the effect known as all day mirror where you become drained because their users view of your own camera staring at you and at your face. What can we talk? What can we do? We do about zoom fatigue, cover the camera. No, that's not what I'm going to say. The scientists say that they consider an external webcam and keyboard to allow you more space to move around. And then of course, maybe, maybe audio only features or just pick up the phone. No zoom fatigue for me. I'm exhausted at the end of any meeting. There you go. I know I'm tired of, of seeing my own face because that's what I get to do. And I'm not just tired of seeing my face. I'm also seeing tired of seeing my boss's face, whoever that is for the day. So there you go. A lot of stuff to think about. But here's the thing. I'm going to tell you what I've noticed across the sequence as we get to talk and interact quite a bit. Why is it that we're trying to make some of these Zoom things so difficult, number one, um, where you have to stare at me the whole time? That's the first thing. And then number two, why are we kicking off right now? All these virtual conferences where we want to pretend like we have these virtual booths and then you can come and hang out at my virtual booths um, because you're simulating like you're in Sims all of a sudden that you're actually at an in-person conference. I want to tell you, I kind of find it slightly insulting to the end user that I'm trying to make you pretend like your video game aspect from your computer screen is like you actually being there. I mean, I'm not undermining you and I don't think you're a jackass for me to turn around and do that. So you'll notice that a lot of my featured events that we do, I have the option to do all that junk, but you know, and I know that you're not going to sit at a booth for four hours. If you're the vendor, to answer questions. That's just not reality. And you're not going to go to a digital booth where everything's going to open up, blah, blah, blah. Now, if we want to do it in VR, that's a different conversation. We could do those things. But let's not be insulting to the end user when it's all said and done. Anyways, I can tell you that me personally, I'm slightly tired when it comes to a lot of this Zoom stuff. I try to avoid using Zoom as much as possible. I like the service. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I just hate how it works, number one, with my board stuff. But then secondly, I think it's kind of boring. I mean, I have 10,000 people. Okay, not really. But I have several thousand or maybe even several hundreds of people video little squares throughout. And I think it becomes a difficult way to manage things. And then I think it's so weird when people go around snapping pictures of, look, it's on my screen. It's like, what? Did you just take a picture of your screen to share it with other people? Like, very weird, dude. Very weird. So anyways, let's continue talking about some other things, of course, as we do. URL hurl. Yeah, there you go. URL hurl. Here we go. As soon as I say it, it's a certain couple of circles uh, of friends will pop to your head. The couple who are constantly posing lovely, lovey, dovey pics and messages about each other. But according to research, that pair might not be couples goes personified as much as it appears. Our online posting habits are closely associated with social science called relationship visibility. Yeah, there you go. The extent to which we make our relationship public and having high relationship visibility over posting and partner 
partner may may be the mask for relationship insecurity. According to the study published by the Personality and Social Psychology Bulletin, researchers rescued 108, 108 couples. Oh, I, should, I shouldn't say rescued because that's just mean. Researchers recruited 108 couples to keep their, dairy, their daily diary about their relationship for two weeks and found that when people felt more insecure about their partner's feelings, they tend to make their relationship a little bit more visible. Ah, oh, how sweet. That's right. My partner's so secure about our relationship that she has never once mentioned me on her Tinder profile. And as opposed to my partner who's insecure about our relationship or not, is too embarrassed to post anything about us. So there you go. A lot of stuff to think about. I mean, so take it with a twist on however you want to twist it as much as possible, because that's always a topic of conversation to do so if you're so inclined to. Anyway, so that's what's going on inside of that neck of the woods. Still a lot of information to go around and talk about and all that kind of fun stuff. So here we go. Here we go as we do talk about it. Lockdown talk, shorter, but more frequent lock. Whoops, maybe we shouldn't go that angle. Uh, <laughs> shorter, but more frequent lockdowns could lead to fewer cases of COVID-19, according to researchers at York University in Toronto. They found that the common practice of initiating lockdown for longer periods at the time may actually decrease public complication with restrictions. They're modeling based on realistic social dynamics, including compliance with physical distancing and self-isolation determined that social fatigue and individual cost of diminished effectiveness of lockdowns and that lead to worse health outcomes, creating the opposite of the desired effect. They found that as the restrictions drag on, the financial, mental, and social costs begin to outweigh the risk of getting sick for many more people. So the effects begin to decrease. The research say the researchers say that the that having shorter lockdowns provides less time to financial and psychological costs to grow. So there you go. I don't know. What do you think about this? What do you think about it in, in regards? Longer lockdowns, shorter lockdowns. What kind of financial impact is it having on you and all that kind of fun stuff? I will tell you people that I know that are sign makers and things like that. Of course, they're knocking it out of the park. But day laborers are having a little bit of a hard time finding some stuff as it does come about, and we do talk about it. And when we do finally let let you out, you spend half of your time in line. So what the what the freak, man? But with longer lockdowns, do you see? Do you have time to save on haircuts? I think I save on haircuts quite often. However, the mental benefits of not seeing your mother-in-law for months at a time cannot be overstated. I don't know why people say that stuff. That's so not true. I like my mom-in-law. My mom-in-law, she's great. She's great. She's great. Anyways, let's continue talking some other stuff. We got 54 minutes past the top of the hour going on, according to the clock. We've already heard about what was going on in the world of the swamp. Uh, we got a lot of that at the very beginning with our feature story, friends. So let's leave it at that, and we'll continue talking because I will tell you it is covered. Let's talk about the box office. I'm only going to give you the five right now. The Marksman made about $700,000. The number five spot, number four, was Wonder Woman uh, with $710,000. And number three, The Little Things with $925,000. And number two, The Crude's A New Age with $1.2 million. Tom and Jerry was number one at $13.7 million. I got some bad news for you. I watched that movie over the weekend here, here on, you know, the streamer. Um, mm, rough stuff, buddy. Rough stuff. I was not in love. You know, I mean, do whatever you want. But, man, I was not in love. 
Uh, and then I have the winners for the Golden Globes, but I'll give that to you at the top of the hour because I have went long this morning. Um, so we'll talk about that on the other side. If you want to come hang out on radiobig.fm, let me give you what happened back on this date real quick. If you don't mind me doing so back in 2016, Forbes releases the richest list taking the top spot was Bill Gates with $81 billion. Jeff Bezos came in second with $67 billion. Warren Buffett came in with third at 65.5. Mark Zuckerberg fourth with 55.5 billion and rounding out the top was Larry Ellison with $49.3 billion. The numbers of the billionaires at that time was about 1,810. Today, there's over two thousand billionaires just for you know okay so let's talk about some other things some birthdays going on today justin bieber turns 27 kesha turns 34 mark paul gosler zach morris turns 47 today javier de bardum turns 52 i did that because i have a friend that does that because she's a jackass uh paul hollywood turns 55 today don lemon turns 55 Booker T turns 56 and Ron Howard turns 67 today. So there you go. That is what is going on on top of that particular list. As we are talking about some other things. Here you go. Here you go. Let me give you some stuff for today. Um, Here, if you want to do this, if you need a random joke for the day, the most expensive vehicle to operate by far is the shopping cart at Costco. Think about it. Uh, if you need something for a phone starter, try this one. What's the strangest favor someone has ever asked you? I can't I can't disclose. I can't disclose on the air. Uh, if you need something for the water cooler, try this one. Moms who do this around the house have daughters who tend to do some more successful later in life. What is it? Nag. So they're most, more successful at nagging. All right, maybe that's maybe that's what we're saying here. I don't know a lot of stuff. Anyways, let me tell you about my friends real quick at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you're contemplating any or if you're having any thoughts of suicide or going through any kind of depression, please give them a call at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-8255. They're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They help prevent suicide. And they are the experts on giving you resources for loved ones and professionals on how to interact with this important cause. Anyways, if you want more information, you can go to their website at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. That's suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Or give them a call at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. So there you go. That's what's going on inside of the neck of the woods. Anyways, thank you for coming out, taking a listen to what we have going on here on Rated R Safety Show. If you want to come and hang out with us a little bit longer, you can come to radiobig.fm. And take a listen to what we have going on right there. Anyway, Safety FM is the home of real safety talk. Anyways, thank you for always being best part of Safety FM. And that is the listener. Without you, we could not do what we do here. Anyways, if I can leave you with a thought for today, be happy and a reason will come along. That's something to think about on a Monday. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you, mean it, and goodbye. 
The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.